welcome to episode number 10 of Travels with Squeaky. Travels with Squeaky is a podcast for solo women, campers, RVers, and van lifers. And I'm your host, Kathy Belge. This week on the program, our guest is Samantha Bedham. Samantha is a pet photographer and groomer, and she comes on the program to talk a bit about how to use your RV, or in her case, a converted bus, to create a business that you can take on the road. Well, hello, Samantha. Thank you so much for agreeing to be a guest on my podcast. Uh, Everybody today, our guest is Samantha Batam, and she is a a dog photographer and a dog groomer. And uh, Samantha has a unique setup where she actually does her business from her RV. And so I was super excited to have her come on, uh, talk a little bit about what that's like for anyone who's interested in maybe running a business from their RV. So Samantha, how are you today? Hi, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you. So let me start with um, telling, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, where you live and how you got started in um, this RV travel life? Well, I, uh, I'm currently in Florida, uh, but I was living in Colorado and I had a couple of Rottweilers and didn't have anywhere that would rent to me having Rottweilers. So my creative solution was to buy an RV and live in that. Oh, okay. And where did you end up parking that RV? Um, there were a few different places. I found an RV park that was actually in Denver. Um, and that was kind of scary. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, Even with two not, Rottweilers, huh? Even with two Rottweilers. Um, yeah, not a good option. Don't stay at the RV park that's actually in Denver. Um, but yeah, and then there was, somebody was renting space on a driveway for a while. Um, and that was in like towards downtown Denver. Mm-hmm. And then I, uh, found this family that was renting, um, land on their land. Mm-hmm. So they put in like electricity and, um, hookups and done drainage, um, for, you know, dumping tanks and things like that, um. Uh, and I just got lucky and found them and I had full hookups and basically this cow pasture with a, a lake as my front yard. Wow. That sounds awesome. And plenty of room for your dogs to run. I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. They loved it out there. And so what was your first RV? Um, I had a Dodge Brown. I think it was 1976. Is that a fifth wheel or is that a, uh, it was a, a class C, oh, a okay. small class C. it was like 18 foot long. Nice. And I fit like two Rottweilers, a standard poodle, a Bichon and a cat in it. Oh my God. That sounds a little crowded. I also like had three people over for dinner one night and oh. fit all of us in it. How fun. That sounds like fun fun, fun. So that was your first RV. You said a 76. Is that what you said? Yeah. And, uh, and kind of got you hooked into the lifestyle. Um, yeah. And I know that you also have two different businesses that you run. You're a photographer and you are a dog groomer. 
Um, how does having an RV make your business go? Um, well, the photography I do is at dog shows. Mm-hmm. So it's already traveling and the joy of like being able to just stay somewhere in between instead of like having to go all the way to something all the way back home, then all the way to something else. Mm-hmm. It's awesome to be able to actually get some of that time to relax instead of traveling. Okay. So when you are traveling to these dog shows, where is it that you would normally stay? Are you staying in a campground or the parking lot of the dog show or kind of where do you, Um, where do you camp out? As of right now, I've been doing truck stop camping. Um, I'm building my bus and then I'll be doing camping at the actual dog shows. Oh, why don't you tell us about this bus that you're building? Um, I have a 2009 um, Chevy shuttle bus that uh, was a wheelchair bus for Alamo. And uh, I've just like pulled everything out, like taken it down all the way to the metal frame and fiberglass and Mm -hmm. put new insulation in and new walls, like just got the flooring in today. Woohoo! Right? Yeah. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so hopefully like get that to where I can travel um, between dog shows. It's home. I can just put it wherever I need it to be at the time instead of in and out of hotels or again, having to travel to and from home. Yeah. So what, what, what are you planning to do with it? What, how are you planning to build it out? Um, well, I'm going to put in a recirculating shower because I need to be able to shower on a daily basis. If I'm running around outside taking photos, cause mm-hmm. I roll around on the ground mm. uh, and, uh, yeah, so I'm going to do this big filtration system with the UV filter and that way I can circulate water and I won't have to fill near as often, which means I can boondock a lot more Mm. and I don't need to stop and have hookups places as much. That sounds pretty cool. Are you, are you having that installed or are you doing that yourself? I'm doing that myself. Wow. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a lot of YouTube videos and uh, finding a diagram online helped. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, hoping for the best. And what other what other features are you putting into your bus as you build it out? Um, that's the big piece of it. But I mean, you know, it's going to have like a Tempur-Pedic mattress. Because okay. Mattresses are important. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, gonna I've got an oven. Cause I wanted to make sure it had an oven mm-hmm. uh, when I used to travel in my RV. I like being able to like put a baked potato in and then drive until it's done. Very cool. And what will your oven run off of Pro- propane? Yeah, it's going to be propane. Nice. So it'll be fairly easy to install. And are you going to be living in this bus full time or do you have another place where you actually live? Um, the original plan was to live in it full time. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that that's going to continue to be the plan. Um, okay. I may have a home base and satellite out from there to mm-hmm. go to shows and then come home, 
but I might be on the road for like four to six weeks at a time. Yeah, that was going to be my question. Yeah, how often are you traveling? How far do you go? Uh, well, I spent some time in England not too long ago. And so I'm fairly new with my business. Mm. Um, I'm still figuring out what my schedule is going to look like. And as of right now, I'm just contacting shows and asking if I can come. And some of them say yes, and some of them say no. Okay. So I don't have a lot of stability in my schedule yet. Gotcha. And so then you, um, so kind of you show up to a dog show and then mm -hmm. you just start meeting people or do you have like a place where you set up or, and, and do the photography or how does it work? Well, I, I've been in with like Facebook and dog show people on Facebook. Cause I've been a groomer for 12 years. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of my work comes through Facebook just knowing people that are going to the shows and then they find out I'm going and they'll ask me to take photographs of them while they're competing mm -hmm. or sometimes we do portrait sessions with mm -hmm. the dog like posed um, portraits but yeah so it just depends some people find me at the show but a lot of times it's through Facebook and it's already arranged before I get there okay that sounds great and are you still doing grooming or just photography at this point? Um, at the moment, I'm doing a little bit of grooming, um, but it's from, I'm staying in Florida at the moment mm -hmm. while I build out my bus. So I'm home like three days a week-ish. Like I've had this last week off. Um, but yeah, so I groom a few dogs on the few days a week that I'm home in between shows as well. So you're doing the dog grooming at home and not at the dog shows. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, my photography is too busy at shows to do anything else really. Okay. And so what do you think are the biggest challenges of running a business like this from an RV? Internet. Oh, okay. Every <laughs> business, the, the biggest struggle running any business mobily is internet. Yeah, it takes knowing where to get it. And I've just been using hotspot on my phone. So I've been lucky that I've got somewhere to come back to during the week for a couple of days mm -hmm. while I upload everything um, and having that internet connection. But otherwise it's like tracking down um, Dunkin' Donuts and trying to find places that you can park as close to the building as possible so that you don't even have to leave your car to use the internet. <laughs> yeah. Which I guess could be a little bit challenging when you're in a, when you're in a big bus, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That will get harder. I don't know that I'll be able to make that work so much. Yeah. Yeah. This is a big challenge. I keep hearing from everyone, no matter, even if they're not trying to run a business from the road, just wanting to stay connected is figuring out the internet. So what solutions do you have? You said you, you park near a Dunkin' Donuts. What other solutions have worked for you? But yeah, there's also, I mean, coffee shops, private coffee shops tend to have good internet. And unless you're doing tons of uploading, um, some of the bigger cities, you can go to like co-working spaces mm -hmm. and you can usually get a day pass for like a co-working space. And they've usually got good internet service. Yeah, I'm imagining with a photography business, you have a lot of things that big files that you need to upload. 
yeah. Luckily, the big files, I don't have to upload a lot at once. So it helps, but. Okay. Now tell me about the truck stop camping. That's something that I've never done, but I know people do. How, um, like, show, what's the procedure? Do you just pull in and park next to the trucks yeah. or do you have to stop in and check in? How does it work? Well, I've been uh, traveling in my car while I've been doing the bus. Okay. And I just pull in and pull into the parking. Um, I, I pay to shower the next morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've never had any problem. I did get knocked on my window and told to move, um, because I parked behind a sign that said employee parking. Oh, <laughs> okay. I didn't notice, but so anyway, do you park, me. so do you park in with the semis or it just in the regular parking lot? Just in the regular parking lot. Okay. And then what about when you're, when you're in your RV, what would you do then? Would you go over? Cause I know semis, they stay overnight at, at um, yeah. truck stops, right? So yes. are there yeah. usually designated RV spots? Do you pay for those? What will the scenario think, be? Okay. I think they're saying, people are saying now that they're starting to charge for some truck stops, but I've only seen that on the internet. I haven't actually seen it in person. Um, but most of my traveling has been like Atlanta and uh, Florida recently. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I've just pulled in and pulled into parking and even everywhere I've been recently, there's been like big vans or um, RVs parked there as well. So I haven't seen anybody getting charged. So this I mean, is, you're not the only one doing this. There's definitely other RVers and van lifers out there staying at truck stops. Yeah. Yeah. There are tons of people out there staying at truck stops and I like it because at least there's security cameras, you know, it's lit. There's usually police come through throughout the night mm -hmm. and I've never had any kind of a problem, but I mean, yeah, that was going to be my question is how safe does it feel to be at a truck stop? So it sounds like you feel pretty safe there. I feel fine with it. I mean, I stayed at like that scary place in Denver and I actually stayed there for a little while. So I don't know if I'm the best judge of that, but mm -hmm. yeah, I never really feel unsafe, especially like I said, because there's cameras everywhere. It's well lit and there's police coming through usually throughout the night. So, and are you still traveling with all the dogs, the Rottweilers and no, at the moment, because it's so hot that I've had to leave my dog with my parents when I travel. Okay. But yeah, the Rottweilers were old and I lost them. Okay. Gotcha. But yeah get into the bus that you'll be able to travel with your dog? Are you going to get some kind of cooling yeah. system for the dogs? Yep. What, yeah. what, what's that going to be? Um, I'm looking at the mini split air conditioning. Um, it, they have some really energy efficient mini split air conditioning units. Mm -hmm. And if I can do the really energy efficient one, then I'm hoping my end goal anyway, is to get it to run on solar. Oh, it's okay. Take some like giant batteries and uh, a lot of panels. So it's going to take me a while to get there. So it'll originally, or it'll start out on a generator. 
And okay. then I'll have to just save for all of the solar stuff. Yeah. And then I'm going to get a, a, a temperature alarm. Mm -hmm. because I'm definitely like fearful that, you know, if something happened and the air conditioner stopped working, it's hot, it's a vehicle, um, even with as well insulated as it is. And I did try to do extra on the insulation. Just um, for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. So at least there's the temperature alarms that I can just get like, uh, you know, Verizon hotspot and it'll run through that. And that way, if anything happens, um, it'll notify me. Somebody will let me know. Yeah. I have the waggle. I don't know if there, I'm sure there's yeah. other ones out there, but that's yep. the one that I use. That's cool. There's a ton and I still haven't decided yet, but I'm not there. So yeah, the disadvantage with that is you do need to be in cell signal for it to work. Right. But yeah. if you're mostly at dog shows and that kind of thing, you're yeah. probably going to be in areas where there is a good cell signal. Tell me more know. about, um, I want to hear more about this build out that you're doing and, oh, yeah. and um, just kind of, if you've had experience doing this kind of thing before, uh, do you consider yourself to be handy? Are you getting any help from people? Um, yeah. Well, so I had the, I've had two RVs. I had the class C and then I had like an um, late nineties um, class A that mm -hmm. was about 30 feet. And I renovated both of those. So like I painted and I did the flooring and um, I put up some like peel and stick tile and stuff like that. And okay. I did some tile, like I built a shower and some of a kitchen. Yeah, I kind of grew up with like my family was always like, well, we don't really have the money for that. We just, my family moved from another country, um, from England when I was mm -hmm. young. And so it's kind of like, well, we don't have any money for that. So we're going to have to like build it if you want it. Okay. And so, um, yeah, I, I'm very like, mm, I don't know. Let's see how this goes. Okay. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't, but just like anything in life. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. That's great. I can't wait to see the progress um, yeah. of how this comes along. Yeah. My dad's helping me build it. Um, oh, which okay. Has been really awesome. That's great. That's yeah. great. There's so much still to do. Like I've put in the 12 volt electrical system. I've mm -hmm. got the 110 volt is wired, but all of my outlets, I'm going to put in my cabinets. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they're just wired for now and hanging around. Okay. How cool yeah. is that? Yeah, it sounds like even uh, not just scrappy with building um, your your bus, but also pretty sca scrappy with building your business. Yeah, I mean, when you don't like, you've got to figure something out. And I don't know, they always tell you like, with writers, they get a million no's before they ever get a yes. And every historic writer has said that they've gotten hundreds of no's before they've ever gotten any yeses. So I kind of take that approach to like, might as well just ask a bunch of people if I can groom their dog. Somebody's going to eventually say yes. So I asked you what the biggest challenges were of running your business oh, yeah. from um, the RV. What, what do you think are the biggest rewards? For me, it's things like 
before a show, I can show up early and like go sit on a beach. I don't know. That's my happy place. I, I like to be able to get out into the middle of nowhere and just hang out. So, um, so you mentioned going to sit on a beach. Do you also go camping for fun or just for I your do. work? Okay. Um, I do. I haven't for a while because there's been a lot in the last year getting back and trying to get this business and then trying to build the bus. Mm-hmm. I haven't gone camping, but yeah, sometimes I do like to just go hang out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. It sounds like you're building your bus out to, to really be able to be self-sufficient as well with the solar and the recycling water. And, um, yeah, it sounds like you'll be able to go off grid and really enjoy it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I mean, I'm also looking forward to being able to be off grid in the city when I'm going in between dog shows. Uh, it's nice to be able to just find somewhere street parking, if you can, depending on, you know, what city you're in and what area you're trying to park in. So have you done the stealth camping? I haven't in the bus, but I used to in my RV in Denver quite a bit. Uh, and that felt safe. Yeah, I had the Rottweilers at that point. Okay. So, yeah. but I'm also not. I mean, I'll lock the doors, and you know, I can drive away. I mean, right. that's one thing. I, I'm not comfortable with having a trailer, or having a van that I can't access the driver's seat from inside. Because to me, that doesn't feel safe. But okay, I mean, for the most part, like I can just drive away. Yeah, that's a good point. You sure can. Yeah. And, and drive over anything that's threatening you. <laughs> right? Yeah. They're big enough. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So, I mean, I I did that quite a few times in downtown Denver. So um, what advice would you give to someone who's wanting to kind of, you know, poke, tip, dip their toes into this lifestyle that you have going on, um, starting a business where they can live in their RV and have the freedom to travel and also do their work while they're out there on the road. Do you have any advice for somebody who wants to just get started doing this? I went through like thinking about, I don't know how many different business opportunities before I just stumbled into what I do now, um, which combined two of my passions already. Um, but yeah, just try a bunch of different things. Look at, you know, I mean, there's so many different things you could do. There's, um, you know, so many jobs right now are going online from everything from customer service to, um, you know, social media management and things like that are pretty much online all the time. Right. Um, So there's, I mean, there's tons that you can do. I think for me, if you want to be able to like boondock around and do stuff like that, just go try it in your car if you can, or, you know, rent a van, a small van, just literally to give it a try, see how you go rent an RV. If you want to try it, um, they do have, you know, camper van rentals as well, but you don't have to start that big. I mean, I'm traveling in a Toyota matrix right now. Yeah, that's, that's great advice. And, uh, and also, yeah, I, I guess if you can do it in a Toyota matrix, 
you can do it. <laughs> you can do it in anything. Yeah. Yeah, so it is really small. I I don't think I could do that like full time. Yeah, I had a guest on here um a few weeks ago who travels uh who does camping in her Tesla. Yeah. But yeah, um, I saw that. That was cool. But she doesn't live in it. This is just her adventure vehicle. So Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big I fan think- of learning from our mistakes and and you know making mistakes and learning Same. from them. Pay attention to the signs when you're driving. I got stuck on a beach recently because I didn't pay attention to the signs and I just followed the lights ahead of me that happened to be a golf cart and you were not supposed to drive down that way. Oh, you mean you got caught in the sand? Yeah. And I couldn't got literally get out? stuck on a beach. Oh. I had to have a tow truck come get me. It was oh, bad. God. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good lesson right just- there. There's one mistake. They make those little like tread things that fold up. Mm-hmm. They're a really good investment. They're a lot cheaper than a tow truck. Um, okay. Yeah. I'll have to look for those. I'll have to look for those because we definitely yeah. have some beaches out here in Oregon. And I haven't, I have not ventured yet onto one because I'm nervous about getting stuck. Yeah. Well, to be fair, the uh, tow truck driver was nervous about getting stuck when he came to get me. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. It was, I, everybody was amazed I got as far as I did. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I have a friend who just went um, camping uh, at a, there's some sand dunes where you can go in, in a four oh, okay. and it says four wheel drive required and he just thought he could go in his regular four-wheel drive truck well turns out you really (laughs) need one of those uh, off-road vehicles in order to really get to where the camping was he didn't he 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 it took him a couple hours to get out he got himself out but yeah so definitely just because it says you can go there don't necessarily assume you can yeah beware of beaches if you're you're gonna be driving on it other than that I don't have any like major mistakes oh I do I have um Colorado I spent a month on the road Mm -hmm. um, and I drove from here to Colorado in uh, just before Christmas Mm -hmm. and then I drove back in the first week of January um, oh wow I had a show here the second week of January and uh, yeah, I was like, no, it's going to be great. You know, I got my little buddy heater. It's going to be fine. It wasn't fine. I couldn't leave the buddy heater on and sleep at the same time in the car. And of course it was freezing and I've been in Florida recently. So yeah. I felt every bit of it. Um, yeah. So I found my battery. I have a 500 watt, like rock pals battery, which is basically a Jackery. Okay. Uh, and I found a heated throw blanket Mm. at Target or Walmart. I don't even remember which. And that ended up being my saving grace because I was able to plug the blanket into the battery and on medium power could get through like almost two nights. Wow. Okay. I'm surprised you didn't run into a lot of snow traveling to Denver in December and January. I did. I drove up a mountain in the snow the first day I was there. I was oh. supposed to, yeah, it was, okay. it was a mess, but it was great. I got to sit in the hot springs and watch the snow come down on the mountain. 
Oh yeah. The hot springs in Colorado can be amazing. That's yeah, great. That was great. That's great. Um, so maybe we already talked a little bit about this, but thinking about somebody who does want to make the transition maybe from home to working in an RV, aside from the connectivity issues, like what are the ways that working from the road is similar to working from home and in what ways is it different and what should people expect? Um, I mean, for the most part, it's the same as working from home. If you're in an RV and you have space for a dedicated desk like you would at home mm -hmm. or whether you're working on your kitchen table like you would at home. Mm -hmm. um, in a vehicle, like in my Toyota Matrix, it's difficult because I have to rearrange the whole car to be able to set up desk space. Mm -hmm. uh, and you have to worry about the fact that where you park matters because if you park you know in a parking lot you're going to have doors opening and closing the whole time so are you going to hear those if you need to be on a call or a video mm -hmm. or are you just like communicating via email or facebook but otherwise i mean i don't think it's that different okay that's good to hear because I know there's a lot of people who'd like to make the transition. So um, yeah. that's good to hear. Yeah, I think connectivity is probably the, the hardest thing for me traveling. And I think we talked about it before that I'm just waiting for Starlink to happen and be able to get the fast upload speeds from anywhere. That's going to be amazing. Yeah, Starlink, for those who don't know, is uh, it's a satellite system that's being launched right now that is going to provide very fast internet to anyone all over the world. So, um, yeah, we're really looking forward to that. All the RVers are looking forward to the Starlink. Yeah. Until then, I think I'm going to be disappointed with everything, no matter what it is. Trying to build a tiny house and open a new business in the first year, like, it's kind of crazy. I probably shouldn't have even come close to doing that. Yeah, that's a lot you've taken on. <laughs> it is a lot you've taken on. Yeah, but hey, it will be awesome when it, when the bus is done. Um, and hopefully, like, I'll, I'm just going to do a bare bones for this October trip, because I won't have time to get everything else built. Um, but I'm hoping to just get a bed in it. And then even if I have to do a primitive shower with like a garden sprayer mm -hmm. to get me by, um, or I've looked at like a tiny kiddie pool and a sump pump. Oh, wow. You know, okay. Anything that can yeah. work to get me by, um, it'd be nice to be able to take it out in October. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I can't wait to hear about it. And you've already got your insulation in, right? I do. I have the insulation and I've got the walls in and now I've got the flooring in. Uh, and then I've been sanding the whole outside of it and it's fiberglass. So I have to do it all by hand. Oh, wow. And so it's, yeah, it's been a really long process. Okay. And I've been doing that by myself. So, um, yeah, I've still got a lot of sanding to go. Yeah, that sounds like a full-time job in itself right there. Yeah, it feels like it too. <laughs> well, thank you for taking a moment away from your work to, to come and chat with us here and share a bit about your story. I really appreciate it. 
Yeah, thank you for having me. It was fun. So um, Samantha, where can people find you if they want to look at your dog photographs or, or make contact with you and, and, uh, and hear a little bit more about what you do? Where can people find you? Um, I'm on Facebook, um, Samantha Betham, B-E-T-T-A-M. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't really have like social channels or anything like that. Um, but I do have Instagram for my dog photography is pro crazy dog lady. Okay. And my um, Facebook page for my photography is Samantha Betham photography. Great. Well, we can find you on your Instagram and we can find you on your Facebook and that should be plenty. So yeah, I did take a little bit of a look at your, your photographs. I really enjoyed looking at all the different dogs. Anyone who enjoys looking at pictures of dogs, uh, definitely check out Samantha's uh, Facebook page. That was a great interview with Samantha. Be sure definitely to check out her photographs. They're really awesome. So thank you for listening to another episode of Travels with Squeaky. You can find more content for solo women, RVers, and campers over at TravelsWithSqueaky.com. And if you like what you heard today, please consider leaving a review, subscribing, and sharing with a friend. It, it really helps us out and means a lot. And if you have a topic that you'd like to see us covered, you can email us at info at TravelsWithSqueaky.com. Our theme music is Field Station by Nicole Potolsky. And see you next week or out there on the road. Mm-hmm.